I think um, the biggest, like, character versus society is, like, Chanel takes what happened to her and, like, sees the world from, like, a different perspective now. And she, like, mentioned, um, she mentioned Trump towards the end and, like, how he talked about women. And I think she, like, that wouldn't have had such an impact on her, like, what he said. Like, obviously it was bad and probably affected a lot of women, but because she's a sexual assault victim, like, it really took a toll on her and, like, made her think about Brock and Trump. And I think she said, like, it's pretty sad when you can't distinguish between a 19-year-old's words and your president's words because they were both describing women in, like, a terrible way, which was interesting to me. Yeah, I quote, I think it was good with that, is most people say developing is linear, but for survivors, it's a cycle. People grow up, victims grow around. No, victims grow around. We strengthen around the place that hurt, become older and fuller, but the vulnerable core is never gone. Yeah, I definitely see the conflict with, like, Chanel and society. But I do also think that she's starting to, like, especially towards the end, she's starting to heal and just accept the fact that, yes, she's a victim, but she's also um, more than a victim. And, And she's starting to see also, like, the more supportive side, I guess, of society because... In the beginning, she was just reading all the negative comments and the articles about the case. But now when she, especially when she released her statement and like, cause someone even called it like the Bible of sexual assault victims, her statement. And so I think she's just starting to feel like there are terrible people out there too, but there's also really supportive and there's a lot of survivors And so I think she's also starting to see like the flip side of humanity, which is really, which really changes throughout the novel because in the beginning, like I said, like she's just in pain just from society because everyone's supporting Brock. But now she's realizing how much support she's always had. Just the people who were more negative or more vocal than those who empathized with her. Mm Yeah, I feel like um, Chanel's conflict with society is kind of, there's two sides to it. Like, there's a side of the um, people supporting Brock and, uh, like, blaming her for everything. And then there's everybody who responded positively to her statement and, like, Joe Biden writing her a letter. Um but I think it would be really overwhelming to have all the negative feedback and probably that's why she struggled so much to like look at the positive feedback and take that uh, into account over all the bad stuff people were saying. But I think towards the end, she kind of gets better at like not listening to um, the uh, like concerning stuff people were saying. Yeah, I agree, and I also think, like, her personal statement was a turning point because it allowed her to, like, really see the positive things because before, like, before releasing the personal statement, she's kind of just, like, 
worn out and was telling her DA, like, okay, yeah, just release it. Like, I don't really care anymore. But then the impact, like, and all of the positive feedback came from the personal statement, which, like, lifted her up. And then I think that's when, like, the book shifted and gave her, like, a different perspective on life. And then also she talked about, like, white privilege and, like, how society did that or, like, played a role in that. And she talked about how, like, Brock's future was being destroyed, but then if, like, a 19-year-old Hispanic boy working in a kitchen did this to her, like, society would treat him so differently because he wouldn't have a future to, like, destroy. They would just be focusing on his present self, which I thought was really powerful. Yeah, I definitely agree, especially with your statement in the beginning about Chanel's statement. Um, I definitely think it was a turning point for her, especially when she was writing it. She just felt like she finally had her voice. Like she wasn't, and she said it too, like she wasn't having her words twisted in a certain way to fit a certain narrative. And she wasn't having to only mention the parts that the court wanted to hear or, um, or cutting things out because she um, because she wanted to censor it for her family or friends. But she just felt that her statement made it possible that she can just pour everything that she felt, everything that she felt because of this, um, of her assault and everything that happened to her because of it. She just felt that it was so, it was like a scapegoat, well, kind of, but to her pain and just a way to help her heal. And I think definitely she was crushed when they didn't even acknowledge her statement pretty much. So I think that especially like, as we look at her throughout the novel and like her conflict with society, there's a bunch of ups and downs and how you said, Alex, like her, like the white privilege that plays a role in this because she's an Asian American woman. And so she's looked at differently by society rather than if she was a white woman. And I think another interesting uh, reason why she was looked at differently than Brock is because she's a woman, obviously, and uh, because Brock is obviously lying the entire, for all of his testimony, he's saying that she had consented and that she was, um, like, conscious enough to consent, and the court allows him to say that, even though this testimony was different than the testimony he had given previously when he was initially arrested. And then um, when Chanel is, she's trying so hard to tell the truth over minuscule details, like um, how many drinks she had had that night or how many times she had blacked out in college. And she, I believe she makes like one tiny mistake. She says something different than something she said in the past. And the defense attorney goes back and reads her testimony from uh, the previous uh, week and calls her out on it. But, and it was a really small lie. 
but Brock never gets uh, called out for the fact that he's lying about the whole thing. <clears throat> yeah, and I definitely like like that you pointed that out because she has this whole she has this like passage in the book where she's saying that when she was being questioned, it was always about her, and it was like. Have, how many times have you blacked out? How many times? And she said that they always used the word you um, when they were questioning her. But when they were questioning Brock, all they would always use everyone or them and just asking if everyone was partying, if everyone was drinking and just not seeing. And she said that it was like singling her out and making her feel isolated like she did something wrong that it's not something that happens with all victims she's a special case but with brock it's it's normal this is something that she's exaggerating it's not something that she needs that he needs to be punished for because everyone was doing it so he she caught by forming those questions they kind of blend him in with everyone and single her out and i think that's like at least, yeah, so I think it's, like, really hard for her. So, yeah, I like that you mentioned mm -hmm. that. I also think Brock was caught lying um, when, like, he said he didn't do, like, drinking and drugs in high school. And then he was like, oh, I was just trying to fit in with all of the Stanford, like, swimmers. But then they, like, went through his phone records and found out that he was, like, actually doing stuff in high school. And Chanel, like, talked about how she didn't have a problem with that because everyone's allowed to live their life. But then when they go to court and, like, testify against her saying, like, that they didn't do that, that's what irritated her. And then when he was caught lying, it wasn't really as big of a deal as when she was caught saying something different than her testimony. Mm 